Hello, and welcome to the Bubbly and Baseball podcast, hosted, as always, by Ed Hand and Bailey Von Schneider. If you love drinking sparkling adult beverages, and you also happen to love baseball, then we would love for you to join us. So, without further ado, here are Bailey and Ed. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to uh, another episode of Bubbly and Baseball. Without bubbly, because I am hungover as shit. Uh, yeah, I have I have non-alcoholic bubbly once again, because I got to represent Polar while out here. I'm just good. so happy that they have it out here, because they didn't for a while. Good on you, Bailey. So it's uh, this is your first time listening to this. I'm Ed Hand, and my co-host is Bailey Von Schneider, and hey. we're... Uh, the, the premise of this show has changed a little bit due to <laughs> medical and other issues. It, originally, it was just going to be us drunk and talking about baseball, but uh, not happening this episode because I am uh, I am hungover as shit right now. Yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed did his drinking the previous day, so uh, we're taking a little break back. And I'm trying not to drink as much just for, like, you know, getting in shape and obviously for your own benefit of your health, you know? Yeah, drinking does take some other tolls, and I can tell you this: I had like six white Russians last night. I was, Ooh. I was like full on sugary. I yeah. can't drink anymore, so I had a bunch of those. I had like a Pearl Harbor, which nobody knew the fuck what it was. Uh, I had to like explain to them how to make it. Um, Soon that, like, when you're a bartender and there's like so many drinks, and if you don't make one like ever, you're probably like, "What is that?" Or, "Oh, I learned it like once, and I've never done it again." So I, I'll let I'll let it slide. <laughs> the drinking was good though um i feel like i'm gonna need to do it more with just the current uh mlb Ugh. situation is um, to drink. yeah yeah it really uh could turn i mean and if i can't drink because of the meds that i'm on i probably shouldn't do yesterday anyway oh, like yeah, there's right. a lot of <laughs> wide world of illegal drugs out there that uh can take my pain away that's very true that's very true and legal, legal. yeah some of them are legal yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah, some of them are legal. At least one is. And if you're in, I think, uh, Colorado, you can also take mushrooms legally. So. Oh, shit, is that true? I gotta I'm go to Colorado. Pretty, yeah, I'm, like, pretty sure mushrooms, because they were the first to legalize marijuana. Now, like, they're, that. like, they're, like, Bailey, and I hope that this doesn't incriminate you, but have you ever done mushrooms? I actually have not. I've The only drug that I've done has been the marijuana. Yep, me, yeah. me too. I'm, uh... You know, um, I used to live in Arizona, and that place, like, um, I was in Scottsdale, like, you go out there, and that place mm. is like Cocaine City, but I've <laughs> I've always been a little terrified oh. of that, because I know, like, as soon as I tried it, all that I would want to do is find more, and that's, like, I have that kind of a personality. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like that with drinking, I'm like that with, like, even, like, with edible marijuana, I'm like, oh, well, I got pretty fucked up from this last night, I took 15 milligrams, better do 30 tonight, that's gonna end well. Like, and I just yeah. don't learn from my mistakes. I never do. So stuff like that, that's a little more dangerous. I kind of try to avoid. I'm terrified of, like, being that person that gets, like, a bad batch of cocaine and, like, dies. Right. Like, off the first snort. And also, I have enough, like, nasal issues that oh. I'm, like, yeah. Preaching to the choir here. Yeah, that doesn't need to well, You don't need a, like, but I always did joke that I was like, oh, man, if, like, Lindsay Lohan was ever in a club and, like, came up to me and was like, do you want to do cocaine? I'm like, do you pass up doing cocaine with Lindsay Lohan? Oh, no, of course not. Like, I that's, mean, that's an opportunity where you're like, I got, to, I got to do this. But see, that the thing there is that it becomes the cocaine becomes only involved with Lindsay Lohan. So it's mm -hmm. like 
I will do co- – you associate it with Lindsay Lohan. I will do this cocaine as long as it's with my good friend celebrity Lindsay Lohan. Exactly, exactly. Like, I get that. Yeah, I get that. So that, that's, that's, that's my one with um with cocaine. But um, you, I, you would this, – this, what's going on with the landscape of Major League Baseball does make you want to do copious amounts of cocaine, though. So I do understand. <laughs> the only way I will feel happy again. <laughs> yes. It's just sticking my whole face in a pot. Like, like me going like what? Like Scarface style. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Like, like that because, oh, God. Yeah, let's I mean, do let's do an overview yeah. of what happened on Thursday that made me um, want mm-hmm. to uh, just take take my balls and slam them in a door over and over again. Um, it was basically, you know, that Simpsons meme that's like we're trying we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. Yeah, yeah, that's that seems pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's what MLB did. Um, yep. MLB decided, hey, okay, we don't want to make a counter offer, even though we promised you guys that we'd make a counter offer within two days. Let's go to med- government mediation. Now, that's happened in the past. It didn't help in the '94 one particularly. It was big for like the NHL, but also the NHL missed an entire season prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was kind of like a mid middle of the path thing for like the NFL for the NFL stri- lockout. But also those unions aren't nearly as powerful. And uh, the other thing, and this is for me, those other leagues do not have nearly as long seasons as baseball. Baseball has 162 games compared to like 82 with hockey. Like you're, yeah, it's not going to happen fast no matter what. And it's frustrating that MLB for me is like, this is the only way to expedite the process. It's like, or you could try bargaining. That might be a good idea. Yeah. Like listen, and then especially if what's come out about what the players want is actually true, it just makes. Major League Baseball look more like a bag of dicks. Yeah. No, that is... Ex- like... It, it's very hard to say that Rob Manfred is not a bag of dicks at this point. Yeah, yeah. Raw bag of dicks uh, Manfred. That seems, like, about right. Um, but it's so true, because especially it seems like the players want um, a higher uh, entry salary for, you know, the kids coming um, up, like, which is great. They want to... Um, I think they want the service time to decrease correct and then i think the last one is they want because of the service time they want to make it that they can't manipulate service time really and i'm like what's wrong with any of that like that's really what they want unless closed doors they're just putting on these ridiculous demands but at the same time ridiculous demands these men these men are making billions of dollars so at the end of the day it is millionaires fighting billionaires and you're just like I don't know. I'm going to side with the millionaires just because the billionaires are billionaires. Well, the millionaires also, they're not all millionaires. Like, you know, you get into the league, league minimum's not great. And prior to that, I mean, you're going through the minors. Life's yeah. not exactly, uh, unless you're like a top 20 draft pick or something yeah. like that. You don't, you're don't. you not exactly making bank. Um, I had heard a little bit different as far as the demands go. Um, I had heard that... Um, it was more of like a competitive balance thing. Like with the revenue sharing, they want it to be enforced that teams are actually using that additional money to buy players rather yeah, than to I, just like hoard money. Yeah, like they don't, they want them. Yeah, because that's sort of like what Max Scherzer had che- uh, tweeted out being like, we want teams to not tank for tanking sake. You know, they want like spend money to improve your team. Which, I mean, it looked like that was sort of going that way before with, like, teams like Texas spending for the first time, like, ever, you know, Um, Toronto going all in on Kevin Gosman, like, things like that. 
And then even Seattle, like, picking up Robbie Ray. So, I mean, maybe these smaller teams are sort of trending that way. Or the, you know, um, but, I mean, it's going to be tough. It's still tough. Like, sure, Tampa Bay can spend money. They can. They just don't. But they still can't spend money on the, like, level of, like, the Yankees, Dodgers, and Red Sox. Because there's still just more money in those, you know, those franchises. I would contend that with Tampa, though, at the very least, their operations unit is good. Like, they're, they're, Tampa is clearly trying to win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not their fault that they're, I mean, I guess it sort of is, but their stadium's in, like, the, is, oh, like, impossible shit. to access, and they can't yeah. bring in a fan base. But they've had a great team for, for a few years now, and they've done it. Now, I feel like Wander Franco is really their first big, big. contract. Yeah, like which is uh, like, and listen, we're both Red Sox fans here, but it's hard not to admire what Tampa's done. Oh, I think it's incredible. Yeah, and considering what they were before, they were like a laughing stock, and then just completely changed the game. Yeah, that was where players went to die. um, metaphorically. Uh, (laughs) But um, you know, but then you look at a team like Baltimore, like where um, there's somebody on Twitter that I talked to who's like a big Orioles fan, and it's just like. Okay, who you would think for a bad team, even if you're tanking, you would still want to sign a few like reclamation projects that you can maybe flip. If it works out great, they eat some innings for you, and then you can flip them at the trade deadline. But yeah. like, you know, they're still better than throwing out like Spencer Watkins and whoever else was going out there for the Orioles. But they didn't even do that last year. They didn't, they brought in like. I don't even know who they signed last year. And this year it's like, okay, well, Jordan Lyle's fine. Maybe you can turn him into something, maybe. But also, like, he's not somebody that's a true reclamation project because he's never been that good. Yeah, no, that's so true. I mean, really, all they have is Mancini and, what, Cedric Mullins? I, I know Mountcastle is, like, sort of... And then they do have, yeah. like, you know, they means. have... Means is good. So, like, there are some yeah. names there. And then they have... um What's his face? Uh, Adley Rushman that they yep. need to actually have play in Major League Baseball. Um, you know, they've got um, they've got Grayson Rodriguez, also the top pitching prospect in baseball. But um, the issue that I kind of have with all of it is that a when was the last time the Orioles were threatening? Was it like 2015, something so. like that? that like was- I'm pretty sure Adam Jones was definitely still with the team. Yeah, no, they were. Uh, that was when they went to the AL. I think it was 2015. They went to the ALCS. Yep. Yeah. And. They haven't done anything. It's like, okay, let's hoard players for five years, and then maybe we'll make a run, but also maybe not because we still have to have people develop. We've had a bunch of these, like, top five picks. It's got to suck to be an Orioles fan, right? Like, who wants to follow a team that does that? I know. It's going to be so hard. Like, we talk about, like, you know, there, there are seasons where we get upset with the Red Sox. There, you know, we see the fan outcry. But I was like, you could be an Orioles fan. Like, be thankful that you're a Red Sox fan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know. I'll never understand. And this is something that I am sure you have seen. And if you're listening to this and you're not a Red Sox fan, you're going to think this is bizarre. But people here love to say John Henry, the owner of the Red Sox, is cheap. And <laughs> considering that I think they've been in like over 200,000 or whatever, like they've gone. I feel like it's been like they've been a top six team as far as spending goes every oh, year. Oh, yeah, that every year. Every year. Like, yeah, it's and just, they've won four championships, like four. Think about yeah. that. Like, you've seen four championships. Like, it depended on, like, your age. Like, you may not have experienced all of them. But, like, Ed and I are old enough that we've experienced all four. Like, we have oh, vivid gosh. memories of all four. And it's incredible. And it's like, so John Henry, like, doesn't owe you shit. Doesn't owe us shit. 
Like, I, I don't really know. I don't know. And, like, everybody, like, gets bitchy that, like, you know, he's spending money on his his football team, you know, and then he's spending money on his, like, buying the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm like, this guy is diversifying his portfolio. The more money he makes, the more money he can spend. It's not as if, like, buying Pittsburgh and buying that Liverpool football team is suddenly going to, like, be like, oh, I'm not going to spend money on the Red Sox. It's potentially giving him more money to spend on the Red Sox. Like, John Henry wants to win. That's why he buys Liverpool. That's right. why he buys the Penguins. Like, gee, like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't stand I can I uh, can I expand on that point a little bit though? Because mm-hmm. uh, there's just something interesting, at least in my mind, which is that in the older days of baseball, the ownership was much more dependent on the revenue from baseball, and now it's all billionaires. It's all yeah, people right. that have made their money through something else, and it's kind of a novelty for them. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think when people talk about Manfred destroying the game and it's all about just like making money and fuck everyone else, like he's just there because the owner, he's the guy that the owners want there. The owners are doing this themselves. And I'm not saying it's all of them. I've heard really good things about like the Kansas City Royals team. I know uh, Cohen on the uh, Mets who just bought them, they didn't want him in the league because they thought he was going to be too much of a risk just throwing money at everything, which he clearly has done. Yeah. Um, I love so it. So I'm not saying I'm not saying it's everybody in ownership. Of but course. When actually making money off of the product and it being like your lifeline stops being a thing for the owners, I feel like it's they can remove themselves much more easily from it, and it's just much harder for there to be that connection between ownership to the fans because again, it's just uh, it's just a way to make money for them. Like with Henry. I, think he's a great owner but you know he has like a zillion other sports teams so like does yeah. he really need all of them is he really does he, you think he really still has the same connection to the red sox now that he had in 2002 or whatever no. he bought that he probably not yeah after 2004 i'm sure you're everything else after that is gravy sort of it's like oh yeah i won three subsequent but like i came here in 2002 and like two years later you know i'm hoisting the commissioner's trophy you know so he did he, he got his goal and now, I mean, yeah, I mean, from my standpoint, I, I love to win. And <laughs> if I had the a, if I was a billionaire, like my dream would be to like put it in the Red Sox because I'm like, at the end of the day, I know I'm always going to make money. Right. Um. And but I really want to win. So I do like what Cohen has done is pretty much playing like MLB the show. It's been like I have more money than everybody in this league <laughs> and I'm going to throw forty five million dollars at a year at Max Scherzer, who's like 30, almost 38 years old because I can. Yeah, pretty. That that really does describe that management style. And I love. I mean, I'm I'm there yeah. for it too, because it's like a fan being like, "Man, I want the best team. I have what is? I think he has four. I think he's like worth fourteen billion, which is far and away the most uh the most money of any owner. Uh, and just being like, yeah, I can I can do this. I write my own check. Like I will personally pay like Max Scherzer because I can. If you you know so. <laughs> I'm I'm for it. I'm I'm for it. You know, you want to make your MLB the show, do it. You know, that's not what Heim's doing. And I also like that too. I like being actually using your brain, not just using the checkbook. It's I mean, that's certainly the way to actually win, but you can't tell yeah. me that there isn't a catharsis to what the Mets are doing. Mm. I wish the Mets all the happiness, because they're not the Yankees. My cousin is a diehard fan. Um, I'd love to see her win like see her team win one but 
Uh, we'll see if, you know, because the person like the Yankees have proved time and time again that, you know, spending the most amount of money doesn't get you the the ring. Nope. No, it does not. Do you think now that we're going to see negotiations continue anytime soon? <sighs> I'm like, it's so tough. Like, I was optimistic a few weeks ago. I was optimistic up until, you know, we got this. This news that we knew that the MLBPA was going to say, like, no, we don't want to, we don't want to use this like mediator type person, which I mean, it's fine. You can reject it. They rejected it, especially when Major League Baseball said uh, we want to negotiate and then refused to negotiate. I, I understand being like, well, we're going to reject everything. Yeah, so, it really just uh, seems like a middle finger to them, and I mean, yeah. and to the fans also to think Absolutely. that we're stupid enough to not be following it. Yeah, no, the Major League Baseball fans are. A lot smarter than I think MLB thinks they are. Uh, so it's so tough for me to say. I mean, I believe that we will play. I believe that they will eventually start negotiation. I do not think that there's going to be a strike. I mean, I'm also maybe just praying that there's not a strike. Um, I, I think at this point, what, we're, like, supposed to 10 days away from, like, what, actually, ten, like, what, eight days away from when, like, spring training was supposed to begin? Like, pitchers and catchers or something like that? So that's definitely not happening. Pitchers and catchers are not arriving in Fort Myers unless there's some miracle in the next week. Um, I think they can... They proved in 2020 that they can do a limited spring training, but we also saw how, you know, detrimental that was to some players. Yeah, I don't know if you want to use 2020 as your uh, example of what we should be doing. That season was a disaster. No, 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 no. But I mean, just in the fact of like a shortened spring training. <laughs> right, so they right. Have a shortened spring training. But we can do a shortened spring training and still play 162. Right. But then at the same time, some people are like, oh, you can just push the season into November. I'm like, yeah, November's fucking cold in Boston. So like you're going to then be playing at neutral sites, which again, bringing back to 2020, people hated the, the, the neutral sites. So uh, they... they they have to get their shit together. I think I think a, a full 162 is potentially on the table with a shortened spring training. That's sort of where I'm I'm thinking that it's going to be going towards. It's still on the table, but I'm just it's so this feel it feels weirdly personal, doesn't it? Like yes, the uh I agree. How just like this whole thing between ownership and Tony mm -hmm. Clark and the PA when you really yeah. hear it, it's there's there's real anger there. And I could and the problem with that is when you start getting these like emotions into it you stop thinking clearly and of you course. do things that aren't necessarily beneficial for yourself because you're mad and i can see that happening i mean mlb if anything is excellent at you know like cutting their nose to spite their face it's just i yeah. don't have high expectations um i say like you know when i'm being like a sad sack pessimist we're not getting any baseball this year that's probably yeah. not realistic it's such a yeah. long season it's just such a long season if it was like an 82 game season that i might be like okay that's not happening but i you know i think july at the latest i could see i could see that maybe yeah. being the worst case scenario just, if they really dig in and decide like we want to self-destruct here just think about it that the the like within three years there's potentially two shortened season one completely out of and like you can't blame MLB for for twenty no for COVID like, absolutely can't. not but just think like what we had with twenty twenty and then twenty twenty one was still a mess like you know especially with like the Red Sox and the massive COVID outbreak and then you're thinking oh maybe we're gonna have a normal. 2022 but then of course the cba is up and there's this lockout so it's like we could literally of the last three seasons have two shortened seasons like this shit could be killing baseball i i, I don't think that it could be i think it already is um i like, think because it's like also like 
listen, I follow baseball more than other sports because it's the one that I know the best. It's the one that I have the most of an emotional connection to. But it's like an abusive relationship sometimes. And it's like if I didn't have those like deep ties with it, if I didn't literally like make money off of it, Mm -hmm. um, I I don't know if I'd want to follow it after this because it's just like part of the beauty of sports is the consistency. The rest of the world can be in chaos, but this stuff is just like whatever. It's here. Yeah, it's your escape. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, you know, when you start doing shit like this, it kind of just ruins it. And it doesn't even matter who's at fault for it, you know? But it's like it's like having a product that's just not there. Mm-hmm. No, I like, agree. It doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong. You're going to lose viewers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And at least you see the players tweeting being like, this isn't only on us, like, and hurting us, but, like, the fans. Like, most of the tweets yeah. have always included the fan. Like, the, they understand like that we're what pays them we're what pay like i don't know imagine if we just walked out like they play they play it and then we just refuse to go to see them like we'll watch them on sure they'll make money off of like tv but it's almost like we boycott going like fenwood they're playing in front of empty stadiums every single night it feels like 2020 again type of a situation i hated that i'd hate that if i were uh oh absolutely so it's like the fans are so important to MLB and it's uses to understand that which yeah, is it's oh gosh it's just so frustrating yeah yeah on a on a less frustrating note though we decided that once we got past the idea of talking about what's pain the pain of baseball to bring in something a little more lighthearted and fun so we're going to sort of talk about baseball movies on this episode so there's, uh, I've seen about, I, I went through like the, the long list of movies and like there could be some I'm still missing, but I, there's about like 26 that I have personally seen. Um, so I was just like, we could kind of talk a little bit, maybe if Ed's seen him, um, he can jump yeah, in. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds I've, good. Yeah, ba- uh, Bailey and I are both definitely film people also. Yes. Um, I know for me, I when I started college, I was a film major, and then I transferred, and they no longer uh, offered film at the school I transferred to, so that oh, dream ended. But, um, you know, I still see a pretty good amount of movies. I'm still, like, very much interested in them. Great. I, I love them. I work in the industry, so I want to write them. That's my goal. Um, so we have just a, a list Thought we'd run through some. I have, like, the list of movies that, like, I like, uh, depending on, like, you know, if they're great or not. But then I also have, like, my list of movies I'm calling, like, the baddies. And there's two movies on there that I just think are absolute dog shit when it comes to just, like, movies. Um, But for the most part, these are movies I like, whether or not varying degrees of, like, oh, this is a really great movie or something like that. So my first, I I didn't, these are not necessarily in order except for this first one. Okay. The first one is my personal favorite. I absolutely love it. I think it's potentially a literal masterpiece. Uh, League of Their Own. Great movie. Yeah. Great baseball movie. Yeah. I mean, I love, like, to me that movie's like perfect for what it is it's like a perfect baseball movie it, it does everything that i wanted to people that aren't familiar it's about the you know the 1940s uh girls professional girls american professional baseball league there's a whole section at cooperstown about them which is really cool you can learn more about them and it's i just it's penny marshall i think she just did a, a great job with it i absolutely love this movie it's a 
brilliantly done movie for everybody involved. Um, I don't, there are two people that I find really annoying in it, Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell, and they're both yeah. really good in it. Gina yep. Davis is really good in it. Um, Tom Hanks, obviously, is oh. really good in it. Tom Hanks is always good. Mm -hmm. But um, that movie also always makes me think, why is there a WNBA, but there's no, like, professional softball or anything like that? Like, I was watching that yeah. in, like, uh, the Olympics during the summer, and it was like, these girls are really good at this. And I play co-ed softball, and it's funny because the girls on the team are always, they've either never picked up, like, a softball before, and they're doing this because, like, their friends are, mm -hmm. or they're the best player on the team, and it's not close. And there's yeah. no in-between. You're like, you're either really great or you're the best. No, that's so true because w women just don't have something like the WNBA. And, like, the Olympics is, like, their their goal, like, their biggest goal. And, like, the Olymp it, like this was the first time that softball and baseball had been back in the Olympics because apparently the host country gets to choose. And, obviously, Japan, huge, huge on baseball, wanted it. So, like, next year or ne in, like, four years, they're thinking that, like, there won't be baseball back. Sucks. That sucks. And it was and so entertaining, too. That's yeah, the thing. It's it, was fantastic. Just, it, was, it was good baseball. Yeah, and then, like, with uh, with the League of Their Own, like, the that league lasted after the, the men came back from war, but unfortunately, like, it just couldn't, it couldn't get the, the fans the way that baseball could. So the league, uh, you know, eventually deteriorated. But, like, there were women in the 40s that played baseball and were great at it. And like, they just show how much they were like, oh, we would ride like an eight hour bus ride. So, you know, go play a double header the next day. There were bumps, there were bruises. They were getting paid pretty better than if they were to do any other job, I'm sure at that time. But at the same time, like they're not getting paid enough. Oh yeah, it's uh, still peanuts. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, you got certain women that were there doing this to support their family. Like, you know, you had the... You know, the woman that, like, you know, is like, oh, I need to bring my son because, you know, my husband's looking at the want edge. But, like, but at the same time, he's not working. He's just sitting on the couch. And not only does she have to be a mother and bring her son on road trips, but she's also supporting the entire family with playing baseball. Just wild to think about that that wasn't even that long ago that we had a league like that. And yeah. that, you know, the financial situation was just totally different. Yeah, absolutely. And that, like, also that we lived in a world where baseball was so important to people that they had to do something. Like, people wanted baseball. Like, when think did about that change? That. When did yeah. it change that baseball went from being America's pastime to being, yeah. like, in this? Don't get me wrong, it's still popular, but mm -hmm. I think people associate America with football more. I know, I know, and I hate and it. Basketball <laughs> players are much more, uh, like, recognizable. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's it's a big marketing issue too. Like Mike Trout, the best player in MLB, could just walk around and people aren't going to know who he is. Like LeBron James can't do that. Tom Brady can't do that. Like we just market these people and it's to say like oh Tom Brady's like the best ever to play, you know, quarterback. Mike Trout might be the best player when he is done to have ever played the game of baseball and you don't know who he is. That's disgusting. I I could see um, 
Oh gosh, I could see uh, Shohei Otani potentially reaching that level that because be he's so big internationally. Oh my God, did you see the cover for like the yeah. new uh, MLB The Show game? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that just makes me like I-, I want an entire anime series just about Shohei Otani playing baseball and like setting balls on fire because he hits yeah. them so hard and stuff. That, cool. that just like that man is just marketable with a capital M. Absolutely, and Major League Baseball still needs to be better at marketing him. Yeah, see, everybody they're... needs to know who Shohei. Otani is because I could walk I could walk around and ask anybody who LeBron James is they're gonna know who LeBron James is still even though we're getting you know Shohei Otani on the cover of MLB the show like you're still gonna walk around and people are gonna be like who and like that's that's a net that's that's MLB's problem yeah it right. really is it's but yeah you'd think that they'd have it in them to, to hire new people for that but no they don't no but there was a time where we needed baseball so much that they were like, what can we do? And they're like, let's form a woman's league. And eventually it caught on. Like, it, it was a struggle at first. But then marketing, like, I was able to, you know, have fans. And people watched it. And people love baseball so much. So, I don't know. I just, like, I love that movie. I hold it near and dear to my heart. Absolutely. It's, it's a really great one. It really, I think that... I don't know if it's my number one, but it's definitely a top five for me. Oh yeah, no, I I know that my my number one's like controversial. I know I know people would be like, oh, oh I don't think that that's a controversial choice at all. I think that's I think that for a lot of people that don't watch a lot of baseball movies, that's easily their number one. Mm. And yeah, I it, think for a lot of people that do it also, because it's it ha- it's not just about the baseball. There's a lot of like other story structure in it, um, yes. which my favorite. So my favorite baseball movie is Major League. I mean, I also um, love Major League. I've got it got it here, too. There's a big difference between those two movies because the story aspect of Major League is kind of overdone. And um, if you haven't seen it, um, you know, the uh, Indians in the 80s weren't very good and their owner wants to uh, lose so many games that they can sell. Nobody shows up and that she can move the team to Miami. Absolutely. This was before the Marlins existed. Which um, is the, the, the season one plot of Ted Lasso as well. It's pretty much. Which I, still I love, need to watch. I love Ted Lasso, but the <laughs> first season of Ted Lasso is pretty much beat by beat Major League. Anyways, continue on Major League. <laughs> but um, basically, so they assemble this team of like um, like a bunch of has-beens and never-will-bees. And you've got like uh, um, Wesley Snipes is playing center field. And oh he just kind of shows up there and he's not on the list, but he can run yeah. really fast. So they let yeah. him play. And you've got like... Um, you know, you've got um, like Charlie Sheen, who last who was last playing in the California Penitentiary League. Um, you have uh, the Tom Berenson character, like uh, has been playing in the Mexican League, and he's got this whole subplot about some librarian that's still living in Cleveland that he comes back and like wants to get back together with her, yep. but she's like dating some like smug rich dude and who was apparently evil because that's how the eighties were. If you made, made money and worked in like wall street, you were bad. Yeah, uh, exactly. That was that whole part. That portion of it was like always weird to me. Cause yeah. it like, did not make Tom Berenger seem like a good guy. It no. made him seem kind of psychotic. Totally. Um, and he hadn't seen her in like a decade, but he's still like, Oh no, you're my girl. So I've got like, it. And I'm you're back. My- and the, yeah. And the neighbors yeah. like his, uh, like the boyfriend is like, stay away from her. And he's like, suck my dick. And it's like, we're supposed, I'm not rooting for this guy. This guy's no. an asshole. Yeah. He he's might a good be ball the, player. Yeah. He might be the least like, I don't know. It's funny. Cause he is definitely the lead in, in the first major league. Whereas the standouts are, you know, Charlie Sheen, Wesley Snipes, you know, I some, love uh, Corbin Barrett in that movie. 
Oh my god, yeah, because he's like the prima donna third baseman who just doesn't want to like catch grounders anymore because it's gonna like come up and hit his face and like hurt his endorsement deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know, no, nothing screams endorsement deal like a Cleveland Indians player back when they were still the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, exactly. And then I love um, Dennis Haysbert as oh uh, uh, what? Uh, what is it? Serrano? Yeah, Serrano. Yeah, yeah. And he's you know that shot. So, so basically, they end up the team ends up not being that bad, and they end up having like a elimination game with the uh, with the Yankees to decide who goes to the playoffs. And in that game, um, this character hits a home run. Do you know that in when they were actually shooting it, he really hit the ball over the over the fence. I mean, he looked like a strong dude. That like if like if somebody threw a meatball at him, he could probably jack one oh, up. Yeah. Also, did you know that um, the actors for the Yankees were, like, real former players, and one of them won a Cy Young Award at one point? Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, the guy who played, like, the big first baseman was a former Cy Young Award winner named Pete, uh, I think Pete Volkovich. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it's yeah. cool to get, um, yeah, that's like in Angels in the Outfield, which I'll talk about later. Um, the guy that played Kit, Hit or Die Keezy, is Carney Lansford. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, so it's like, actually, it's like legit Carney Lansford playing this this one character in Angels of the Outfield. <laughs> I like that, though. And I like, yeah. um, I mean, the thing with Major League that I like the most is that it feels, like, the reason why it's my number one is that it feels like a real baseball team. The way that they shoot it feels like you're really watching a team. It's not, like, there's actual baseball situations in it where it's, like, runners on first and third, what's going to happen, like, stuff. They, they do a really good job with the baseball stuff. And it's also really funny. Like, yeah. it, like it's still that, that movie it, comedies are notoriously do not age. Well, Major League still holds up pretty well. And Bob Euchre, man, like, oh, my God, perfection. Like that man is just so good in that. role. I'm also I don't want to sell him short either. But like the guy who plays the manager, I forget. I know he passed away a few years. Yes, ago. He, he was did. He's so also great. funny. I feel like a lot of people quote us like, what's this? Olay shit. Mm-hmm. You may run like Hayes, but you hit like shit. Shit. Yeah. No, it's like, it's a very well cast film. Everybody comes together really well. You're right. It does hit on all the, the baseball aspects of it really well. So, yeah, I mean, I, too, I definitely love, I love Major League as well. Like, there's no doubt about that. Great movie. But uh, have you, I assume you've seen Angels in the Outfield, right? Okay, I like so I gotta confess something to you. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I've seen Angels in the Infield. Starring oh, Patrick Warburton. I haven't seen that one. I oh, you are one. not missing anything. Yeah. I I don't know how I've missed Angels in the Outfield all of these years. Because I love shitty kids movies. And I love oh, baseball yeah. movies. So this this feels like it should be a slam dunk. But you no, probably I haven't love seen it. it. My dad legitimately loves this movie. It's like one of his like favorite. My dad, weirdly, because I've made him watch all these movies. Like this man loves Angels in the Outfield, and he he loves the Parent Trap, like the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap. Oh God, I saw that with my grandmother. Right, those are like his movies, and he loves Angels in the Outfield. What's so so good about it? Um, it's it's so adorable. Like for what's it about actually? All right, so it's a Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the star of it, and he's just he's always been great. He's like about twelve years old, and he lives in a foster home because his mother has passed away, and his father is literally just a piece of shit that like (laughs) says to him, like literally, literally comes and says to him, and he's like, oh, next time I I come back, you know, I'm gonna I'd be here to pick you up. So he he comes back, and it turns out instead of picking him up, he's just given up custody. So now he's just the state owns him pretty much and he's like do you think we'll ever be a family again and the dad says from where i'm sitting when the angels win the pennant so then he prays to god 
God, I want my family. Like, I need my family. I desperately want it. Like, uh, can you have the angels win the pennant? So what happens is literal angels come down from heaven to help them win baseball games. So first of all, this sounds like an SNL skit. Yeah, yeah. This whole thing feels like it didn't really happen. No, and that right? you're ma- you're you're making up this movie. Like, if I hadn't heard that this was a movie, I would assume that this that you were just bullshitting I, me yeah, here. Right. I just Two, lied. was this pre Third Rock from the Sun? Yes. Uh, yes. This was, was this was like early in his career. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very early. Um, this '94. I think Third Rock started like '99 or something. So like a few years prior. How did this get made? Like, you would think that there would be, like, a bunch of, like, butthurt Christian groups, like, even in the 90s. Because I felt like it didn't necessarily, like, while he is praying to God, it really, it wasn't super preachy about, like, religion necessarily, which was kind of cool. It was just like, oh, these these angels are coming to help. Like, we help out. And Christopher Lloyd is the friggin' head boss angel. Well, that's just inspired casting, because that man is, uh, is an angel. Exactly. He's amazing in it. Um, that movie is loaded with Academy Award winners. I'm literally not even shitting you. I think there's about four. Adrian Brody's in it. What Matthew the fuck? Mc- really? Matthew McConaughey's in it. Um, and then there were two. There's Brenda Fricker, who plays the... Um, she plays the the woman that's the... Um, what is it? Like, the, the head of the orphanage or whatever. But I think it's more like uh, short-term housing. Uh, she's won an Academy Award for My Left Foot. And then there's the guy that plays... I'm not sure his name, but my mom always tells me that. Oh, yeah, he won an Oscar, too. He, like, owns the Angels. So there's, like, literal four Academy Award winners, like, in this movie. Also, you have, like, Danny Glover in it. Um, so it's, it's, it's super cute and, like, heartwarming. So, like... And I don't necessarily think it's preachy where I've seen, like, some movies that you're like, oh, my God, this is a religious... Like, I wouldn't say Angels in the Outfit is, like, a religious movie, even though it's a little kid praying to God to, you know, get his family back. <laughs> I, I'm gonna need to watch this now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's fun. There, there, there's just moments of hilarity. There, there's not, not much to it, but it's just, like, you feel, you feel good about it. No, like, you yeah. don't need... You do not need a kid's movie to be a lot to it, because I... You ever see Rookie of the Year? Oh, yeah, I got this on the list, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. That movie is just such dog shit. Yeah. And yet, I, I, I freaking love that movie because oh, of yeah. how stupid it is. Like, Gary Busey's in that as, like, a baseball player, right? I know, he's the rocket. <laughs> you couldn't cast somebody that looks like even the slightest bit athletic and not insane? Like, I mean, I guess that probably is a good trait for a for a pitcher, and it makes sense that he'd be a pitcher if he's yeah, going to be such. Yeah. Really, Gary Busey's your guy for a baseball movie? Really? Yeah, and then I just love how it's all because he, like, breaks his arm and the way it, like, fuses back that it's like he could just throw... Like, you can throw, like, 103 miles an hour, and yeah, then there's, like, the part of it where, like, he has to bat, and he has, like, the smallest strike zone ever, and there's also that really, like, the ending of that movie is its weakest point, the ending of Rookie of the Year, where he just, like, he slips again, and his arm goes back to how it was before, which, yeah. well, I'm supposed, I'm sorry, I could say, I could actually suspend my disbelief more for him magically being able to throw 103 miles an hour yeah. than, than like it. it- Oh, oh no! I didn't break it or anything. It's just I just throw slow now. Yeah, it's so stu- it's 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 it is definitely a dumb concept. But like you say, you're a little kid, so it sort of has that like fun. It's like in the same way of like the other little kid movie that I've got on here is like Little Big League, where you know uh, his oh, grandfather God. dies and leaves him the Minnesota Twins. I like that it's the Twins because it's just such an arbitrary baseball team. Yes. Like you do not think of the Twins, and I. I actually like the Twins. They've had some real. They've got a great yeah. fan base. They've had some they players. 
that have run through there, but you do not think of the Twins the same way it's like the Angels or the Yankees. They're not a big market team. It's Minnesota. Yeah, and that movie was able to get, like, actual stars in that movie. Like, they're, like, Randy Johnson's, like, throwing as a Seattle Mariner. And then you have, of course, Junior is in it. Like, so you have, like, real actual, like, Major League stars in this movie, which I kind of think is cool. Like, I like that. And people all tell you, it's it's so funny when you think about, like, who people remember from the 90s. People remember Junior and they remember Johnson. They remember, like, partially because of, you know, that whole meme with uh, Randy Johnson hitting the bird, I think. Oh, my God, yes. I can't imagine that being in, uh, like, a movie is going to hurt that, though. You just don't see that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's fun seeing, like, Randy Johnson, like, coming in with, like, the long hair and, like, the mustache. He's, like, staring down the players. And um, so, yeah, so those are, like, the kid movies that I remember, like, growing up with. I got one more. Oh, what's another one? one. The Sandlot. Oh, yeah, that's true. But everybody, like, loves that one. That's, like, a fun kid one. I I love The Sandlot, and I've seen it a million times, and my mom would not watch it with me for years. And the reason was that she was very worried that it was going to make her cry because movies like that about like childhood and stuff like that make her really sad. So I watched it with her and she was like, yeah, it wasn't as sad. It was a good movie. It wasn't as sad as I thought it was going to be. No, no. That at least has (laughs) a very uplifting, um, you know, message to it. It's kind of like when it came to like kids movies for being somebody who doesn't like football, like my favorite television show of all time involves football and Friday night lights. And growing up, I loved, um, little giants. Oh my God. Little giants. <laughs> it's such a, I love that movie. I love little giants. I love the idea that Ed O'Neill and Rick Moranis are actually related. Yes, first they're of all, just, brothers. It's like, like what was the casting choice with that? Also, oh Rick Moranis doesn't drive a car. He drives a go-kart. It, it yeah. never gets explained. Why is he driving a go-kart around town? Weird. Weird. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. he just has the go-kart that he's just like, well, because he uses the go-kart to like, they, they want to get like the new kid Spike, who's supposed to be like this huge kid. Right. And he's like, oh, the go-kart's going to get me there better than the Corvette somehow. <laughs> It's like, bullshit, Rick Moranis. Why did you get your license suspended? How did this happen? I want to know the story of your alcoholism. <laughs> his wife leaves him. He turns to the bottle and then has to, like, coach football because his tomboy botter- daughter is better than everybody at football. I do love the whole, like, girls can't play football. And it's like, I do love, like, the wife is like, girls can run countries. Girls can do this, but they can't play peewee football. And then uh, Ed O'Neill is like, yes. <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> like, Ed O'Neill... Is a comedic mastermind. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. Like, so yeah, Little Giants was like my my more than like the Sandlot, which is funny because like I love baseball. I don't really like football, but I just I love I love Little Giants. Anyway, you know, I think that some of it is because Little uh, sorry, the Sandlot has Wonder Year vibes to it. It has that wistfulness to it. Mm -hmm. Little Giants doesn't know what the fuck movie it is. No, no, like it's just like the movie is just absolute madness. Yeah, so fun though. I love that one. So yeah, we got to say I think that might be it for like the the kind of kid sort of you know, big kid movies um that were like big. Oh, I, there is one. I did an honorable mention. Okay. It has the kid it, he there's like barely any baseball involved in this movie. But it has the kid from um from the the one with the arm break one. What was that? Yeah, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, yeah. It's it's called A Kid in King Arthur's Court. I've seen that movie. I've seen that movie at a trash night. 
Oh my god, yeah, it's so bad. But it has Kate Winslet and Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Why is Daniel Craig in that movie, and how is he not aged? I know Daniel Craig looked great, like so. It's hilarious. It's like literally what happens is the kid plays baseball, and then there's like an earthquake, and he falls through like the earth and winds up in literal like King Arthur's time. So there's barely any baseball, but I'm just like that is just hilarity in and of itself. No, that counts as a listen. If we're counting Die Hard as a Christmas movie now, that counts as a baseball movie. Exactly right. Just the way that I would consider Naked Gun. From the files of Police Squad, a baseball movie. That is absolutely... Richie Jackson is in that movie. That Richie Jackson is in counts. it. I and must kill that, the queen. <laughs> oh, my God. Also, like, Leslie Nielsen, there's oh. there's nobody that has taken the reins since he passed away for, mm-hmm. like, hilarious old guy like that in the same same way. Those movies and, kill it. And just always a, being a dramatic actor for most of his career and uh, outside of... Pretty much the people that did The Naked Gun are the same people that did Airplane. So Airplane was, like, his first coming out party as, like, a comedian. And then he just, like, blew the roof off with being how funny he was. Oh, yeah. And The Naked Gun sequels are great, too. Oh, I love all of The Naked Gun movies. I literally don't care what people say. Yeah. No, the third one's my favorite. (laughs) 33 and a third? Oh, my God. I love it. Where they blow up the Oscars. Just that whole scene where they're showing, like, all of them. And they have, like, a Mother Teresa musical number. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to consider Naked Gun. I, I Naked definitely Gun. think it counts. Yeah, because that entire thing where he's just, first of all, he's like, what, Enrico Polini, And he's, like, trying to do the the national anthem. And then he hides behind the home plate and he's the umpire and he's just fucking dog shit at it. They so, show that movie on uh, on the MLB, MLB network sometimes. Yeah, they do like, it all it's, the it's a baseball movie. It's yeah. 100% a baseball yeah. movie. Well, I, got, I was yeah. like, I got to include that one. So what do you have as one of your stinkers for this? Like, oh, what is a oh. shitty baseball movie? Summer Catch. I got to tell you, that is, that's Freddie Prince Jr., right? Yes. Never saw it? I want to see it because that is my, uh, my alley for, like, so I love crappy team rom-coms. Oh, me but they too. have to they have to be crappy. Like they can't be like good. Well, I, like good I can't ones, relate yeah. to the characters. I just have to be able to talk shit about them the entire like <laughs> and no one's gonna be mad at me. But Freddie Prince it. has been in quite a few of those. Oh god, I know. He's like the he's the gift that keeps on giving, and he was also in Scooby Doo. He was. He was. But wait, so I haven't seen Summer Cash. I know that yeah. it's Freddie Prince Jr. And it's like the Cape Cod League, right? Yeah, it's Cape Cod League baseball, which is really cool. But what really rubs me wrong about this movie is that the message is that, like, I'm only playing baseball to get paid and make money. Like, there's that message. There's, like, there's no, like, for love of the game type thing. It's just like, oh, I'm here to – and it starts out that he's – he's a little bit older than everybody else, and he gets invited because the coach – had seen him play at like Framingham State because he was in Boston College and then like his mother dies and he like just go he becomes like a recluse and he gets drunk and like ruins his BC scholarship so then he has to go pitch at like Framingham State. I'm just shocked that they name drop Framingham. Oh that's, yeah, like, he, that's like, the most random. Goes to Framingham State because he's like wearing the Framingham State and like they they mentioned Framingham. I'm like, Does Framingham State have good baseball? Good for them if they do. Um, so. There's that, and it's like, well, I'm going to give you this chance because you're a lefty, and I'm a lefty. They like, they have that moment, like, has that moment. We're lefties, and, you know, us lefties, you know, the gravity does a little something different for us. So it's him, but then there's also the romance where he's the poor guy that, like, and by poor, like, his father owns a goddamn landscaping and pool cleaning business. Like, so they're doing that, okay. <laughs> you're saying that he's a business owner. 
Yeah, his father is a business owner and takes. So there's a difference between like I guess there's a difference between being a business owner who's working hard for himself and like the person that owns the mansions that like he serves the pool and lawn. But it's like not like his father. His father has a good damn job, and so he falls in love with um you know the girl that like is super rich and they only like they only summer on the Cape. And so there's that like Romeo and Juliet like you can't be with the pool boy. I'm like the pool boy like. I gotta tell you, summering on the Cape also isn't that big of a deal. If it was like we're summering on Nantucket, that might be something. Yeah, no, like, they're they're summering in Chatham. Like they have like the Chatham. Yeah, that's just like you're you're being snobbish for no reason, mm-hmm. you know. Also, who's who who does that? Who like who who like summers in Chatham? I'm looking at the cast of this movie. Are Matthew Lillard and Freddie Prince Jr. just like best friends or something? I think they're actually good friends. <laughs> like. Why didn't they cast Freddie Prince, Prince Jr. in Scream? Like, that would have been great. Right. This is a good uh, cast, though. William, uh, Wil- Wilbur Valderrama's in it. Yeah, uh, yep. Brittany Murphy. This is like, oh, speaking of, uh, I think this guy was in Naked Gun, Fred Ward. Yes, he plays yeah. the dad. Yeah, yeah and he was uh, he was the bad guy in Naked Gun 3. Yep, yep, Naked he was. Naked Gun 33 to 30. This is an all-star cast. How did this suck? Yeah. Was there ever an Adam Sandler baseball movie? Well, he's a he's a weirdly a Yankee fan. Because Adam Sandler makes no sense. He is a Yankee fan and he's a Bruins fan and he's like a Patriots fan. I'm like, you can't, you cannot. He's from New You're Hampshire. Not- Those guys yeah. are just are just batshit. Um, <laughs> but I know he has, and he's done like football because like the the longest yard yeah. he did like football. He did golf? He did, and he yep. did also. Um, the Waterboy was a was a football movie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's actually had a big. Well, it comes to my. He's affiliated. With my other stinker, which is the bench warmers. That I'm movie pretty- sucked. It wasn't a real baseball movie. You don't have three. You can't have a team made up of three people. No. And then somehow I'm supposed to suspend reality and believing that Rob Schneider is a baseball star. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Rob Schneider's certainly a casting show. I mean, David Spade would make more sense. He's got that like Brock Holt type energy. Yeah. No, instead he like is. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that Adam Sandler is a is a producer on Benchwarmers. So that's my other baddie because like at least Summer Catch is palatable. Dude, the bench Benchwarmers is so bad. It's awful. It really is. That's one of the like that's up there for worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, what is John Hader doing in that movie? Because he's way better than that movie. Um, like, you know, he was really he was hot shit at that time. That was like right after Napoleon Dynamite yeah, came out. Yeah, and like that's the movie that you're gonna go with. Is there a Billy Crystal baseball movie? Because he did. Oh, he used to go uh, spring training. There is a Billy Crystal movie on this that he directed, 61. That is HBO. that the Roger Maris one? Yes, which I'm not, obviously, not a Yankee fan, um, but uh, Billy Crystal very much is. Um, and I actually think he did a really good job with that. It's about, yeah, it came out in 2001. It's about, you know, Maris and Mantle fighting to get to 61. And it's, it's, intri- it's I thought it was very, I thought it was pretty good. That's cool. Who, who, I haven't seen that one. Who was, who played yeah. Madeline, who played Bears? Because I know okay. John Goodman Barry? played Babe Ruth, right? And like um, a different thing. That yeah, that was a movie, movie called The Babe, I think. Yeah. Yeah, in this, it's uh, Barry Pepper plays Roger Maris. And then, uh, God, it was this other, who the hell was Mickey Mantle? I'm looking Mantle? this up. I'm looking yeah, this I re- up. Yeah, I remember, I know for sure Barry Pepple, Pepper is Mantle. I know that 100%. I have no idea who Barry Pepper is. I've never heard of him. Oh, he's he's like he's he's been around for oh years. Oh my God! Do you know who played uh, Mickey Mantle? Yeah, it's Thomas Jane. Yes, that's it. It's Thomas Jane. And yep, Anthony yep. Michael Hall was Whitey Ford for some reason. Yeah, yeah, he was Whitey Ford. Yeah. That's freaking wild. Yeah, no, it was it was like I liked it a lot. It's like actually pretty good. 
They had a real baseball player in it also. Tom Candiotti played uh, Hoyt Wilhelm, which makes sense because they're both knuckleballers. Oh, there you go then. Yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was, like, really good. I, like, if I'm caring about, like, a story about Yankees. But, I mean, it was it was well done. I mean, and you care more about, like, p- passing Babe Ruth at that point more than, you know. And, like, the story and, you know, what their relationship was like was really interesting. Did they do a wife swap, or was that a different Yankee pair that I'm thinking oh, of? Oh, no, no, that's that. I Because I know Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, I don't know how they could actually make this movie. I get it's making fun of Yankees, but it would involve them actually having to wear Yankee uniforms. There was a, it was, like, in the works that the two of them were going to, like, play those Yankees that, like, literally, like, swapped wives. Baseball players are wild. Like, um, you like you've heard like with Dennis Eckersley, like that, like his that wife guy left stole him. his, yeah, and he's just like still buddies with him. Like, eh, whatever, yeah, whatever. He's deal. like, I have to, yeah. Or he just speaks so candidly about it. They were like, oh, did you ever fight with one of your players? He's like, no, but one of them stole my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, Eck. Oh. I got a number, another number movie for you. Oh yeah, forty two. Yeah, 42. It gave us uh, the late, great Chadwick Boseman. That was like his first like big breakout movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. And I like it enough. I mean, it's a movie that I've like seen, I think, like once. I don't kill me for this. I thought you know, it was I thought it was boring. I thought I mean, it I thought his performance was terrific. I thought he was yes. really, really good in it. But the way that the screenplay was written was just like. I don't know. Like, I just never really got pulled into it. It's not a bad movie. It's certainly a well-made movie. But I I don't know. I felt, like, a little cheated. I thought they could have done a lot more with it than they did. Yeah, for sure. You're you're right. I mean, I think that's probably why I haven't seen it more than, like, that one time. Or I'll catch pieces of it when that, too, was on MLB Network. Yeah, so. um, You show a lot of movies, don't they? They do. Especially now when they have nothing to do. They're like, here's all the movies. Uh, but it's weird. It's like they'll show certain ones, like like coming to like another movie that I I enjoy. I love it, but I'm also a huge Richard Linklater person. Was uh, I like the the remake of the Bad News Bears? They never show the remake, but they always show like the Walter Matthau one. I've only seen the Walter Matthau one. Yeah, so it's weird that they show like the very racist one, but they won't show like the new one. <laughs> <laughs> right, but does the new one have, like, a 14-year-old just, like, bursting it out of nowhere on, like, a minibike and ruining their field? Yep, yep. Oh, really? Okay, then yeah. I don't know why they're not showing that, because that was the best part of it for me. Yeah, no, it's pretty much, it's, it's, they're both pretty similar, except they take out, like, where he's calling, like, the Mexican kids racial slurs, or the African-American kids racial slurs. Like, he does the, he does the, um... Like the 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 dumb white guy that's like, oh, you're wearing like you're wearing that number. Like, oh, who's that for? Is that like for Ken Griffey Jr.? Is it for this or for that? He's like, and he's like, looks at him. He goes, oh no, it's like Mark McGuire. And he goes, but he's a white. Like, there's those there's those lines that you're like, oh, that's casual racism. But right. that like buttermaker versus like actually calling these children racial slurs to their face, like he right. does in you know the one in the 70s. But it's pretty much. Very similar, like, the young girl comes in and she, like, throws heat and, like, she's really, and then they find Kelly, who, like, yeah, because he's, like, uh, they find him, like, yeah, they find him in a different way. He does still come on the field and, like, do the whole, like, thing with his dirt bike and shit, but, uh. Is Jackie Earl Haley in it in some way? He's not, he's That's not. That's too bad, because I, yeah. I really like him. 
Um, but yeah, the Bad News Bears is a is a is a remake, and I I enjoyed it. But I also love Linklater, which brings me to another Linklater film, which is the spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's Everybody Wants Some, and it follows a college baseball team. I've, and, I've never even heard of this movie, oh, so you're gonna have to explain it to me. Absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. So what it pretty much is is like, well, one, there's really no plot because a lot of Linklater's doesn't really have plots. There's really no plot to Days and Confused, but this is like, you know, it takes place like in the same world, like the the 70s, and it's just a bunch of college dudes that uh, are on a college baseball team and the antics and the stuff they get into and the love and this, and it has Tyler Hecklin who is one of the loves of my life and I love him for many things, but I also love him that he literally gave up on acting to go back to college to play baseball. He started at Arizona state, but then transferred closer to home to go to, um, I believe he went to UC Irvine and he played, he played. Yeah, he's good. He played division one and he could have potentially have gone pro, but he had an injury. And then his like college coach was like, I mean, I guess you could try if you want to. And you might just, you know, like playing around in the minors, this, that, or the other thing. Like maybe you should just go back to acting. And now he's Superman. Um, but uh, he is pretty much cast in a lot of movies. Oh, shit. Another baseball movie I should have put on here and I completely forgot. Um, brings in the cape uh, is Hall Pass. Uh, he's in I, I know that has Owen Wilson in it, but I never saw it. Yeah, it has nothing to do with baseball except for like once they get the hall pass, their wives go because Dwight Evans is in it playing uh, Jenna Fisher's dad who used to be a baseball player and he is friends with like all the people at the Cape League. So they go down the Cape and uh, Christina Applegate's character has like an affair with Tyler Hecklin. So like anytime they need somebody to like play baseball that looks realistic and like looks like a baseball player, they always get Tyler Hecklin. Except for Everybody Wants Some is a fantastic movie. Yeah, the only name I recognize in that one is um, um, Austin Amelio. I don't even know that name. He's in Walking Dead. That's the only reason I oh, know who he is. Oh, okay. He plays uh, Dwight in The Walking Dead. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, no, the other name was Blake Jenner, who has since been canceled because he is an abusive piece of shit. But yeah, he's Melissa Benoist's ex-husband and she came out saying that like he verbally and, um, physically abused her for years. So he's not a that person is either. She's Supergirl. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, that is not a show that, um, I never watched. I'm not really into like the uh, the TV uh, superhero stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, I have friends but, who like are obsessed with it. I'm just, just oh yeah, me. oh of course, absolutely. Like there are plenty of shows that I'm like, oh yeah, that's just not a me show. Um, but yeah, no. So he's like an abusive piece of shit that has pretty much since been canceled, and it's sad that he's an abusive piece of shit because he had himself a t- good 2016 between Everybody Wants Some and he was also in the Edge of Seventeen. So he could have had a good career for himself, but I'm glad that he has been pretty much canceled. So there's that. But Everybody Wants Some, I definitely recommend. Like I recommend that one. That's definitely. Sure. I'm gonna have to add that into my list here because that's that's also one that I haven't seen. Yeah, and then of course there's always like Field of Dreams that everybody loves. Great everyone's seen that one. Yeah, Bull Durham, everybody's seen. I feel like Annie Savoy's yeah. like my love. I love her. <laughs> oh, I've got an unpopular opinion about that one. Did, was not crazy about Bull Durham. I mean, I'm 
like indifferent on Bull Durham. I just love like the things that Annie says. Like she'll like back in the day when we thought batting average was everything, she would only like sleep with guys whose batting averages were like 300 and above. Like she spoke to me. <laughs> I don't know. I appreciate those standards, honestly. But <laughs> I liked her and Costner. If it was just her and Costner in that movie, I'd have been fine with it. But yeah. like. I forget the guy who plays Nuke Lelouch, but like, I think, was that Tim Robbins? That is Tim Robbins, yeah. Just the most annoying character. Took, totally took me out of the movie. <laughs> Did you see the other Costner baseball movie that isn't Field of Dreams uh, for Love of the Game? Yeah, I wasn't big on for Love of the Game. No, it yeah. kind of sucked. Uh, best yeah. part of it, as is usually the case with movies he's in, was John C. Riley. Man, John C. Riley's so good. That man is like, he's. He he's a savages everything that he's in. Like the yeah. guy just can do no wrong from my book. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because he's kind of funny looking. Yeah. So like yeah. I relate to him more. He's like a normal looking <laughs> dude who's just really great at acting. It's like Paul Giamatti. You yeah. Know? Ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um yeah. I'm trying to think if there are any. So we've got like, like um Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball, of course. Everybody's Love Moneyball. Seen Moneyball. Love I Jonah like, Hill in it. Yeah, Jonah Hill's so good in it. And Jonah Hill showed that he could actually act in that one, not just like I mean, it's not like actually act. Comedy is very hard. I'm not not saying just because you can do comedy, you can't act like but that you can do more than just comedy. Exactly. Um, So any proof that with that, I also one that like hits me and kills me and guts me is you ever see Hadball? Oh, God, the end of that is just really that's Keanu Reeves, right? Yes. G baby. That's like that. I'm sorry. That was gratuitous. That was absolute. There was no reason to do that story wise. Other than to gut punch the audience. Yeah, that's all it was. Boy, oh boy, was it a gut punch. Um, If you haven't seen the movie, spoilers, cute kid dies. Gee, baby. After winning the game, big game for them. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's it's, it's, it's so sad. Um, uh, Yeah. So another violence. Mm Mm-hmm. Then there's the natural that, like, everybody's pretty—I haven't seen it. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, like, that one person. It's all right. Um, It's it's slow. It's a very slow movie. Yeah. The premise is that there's, like, this superstar player who strikes out, like, their universe's version of Babe Ruth, and then he yeah. has a stalker. Stalker shoots him in the stomach, and he disappears, only to return and be, like, the best player ever again. Because he has a magical bat that was, um, Yeah, Wonder Boy, isn't that Wonder- what it was? Yeah, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, which, the Simpsons parody of that, with the softball episode, I would count that under greatest baseball anythings of all time. I don't know if oh, you saw I'll that. Oh, I'll have to catch that one. Oh my, no, it's their, It's one of the best episodes of the show. They have all of these, like, great caveats. Basically, um, Mr. Burns makes a bet with the other, like, nuclear plants in Shelbyville that, um... Like, they can win a softball game because, like, their softball team's pretty good and Homer's their star player because he has his own version of Wonder Bat. But mm-hmm. Burns doesn't want to take any chances, so he brings in all of these riggers. And originally it's great because he's originally like, I want Cap Anson at second base, I want Honus Wagner at shortstop. It's like all these players that have been dead for years. Um, <laughs> So instead, they go and they bribe like um, like Jose Canseco and Ken Griffey Jr. And then Homer's nemesis is Daryl Strawberry because Homer's the left fielder and Strawberry is the left fielder. So he like replaces Homer. But then just before the game starts, like horrible, all these horrible things happen to the baseball players. Like Ozzie Smith falls into another dimension. Uh, Roger Clemens gets hypnotized to think that he's a chicken. Just stuff like this. Oh my god! Except Strawberry is the only one that does that that happens to. I love it. That sounds fun. Yeah, and they're all voiced by, like, the actual players. Actual, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that's better than uh, The Natural. <laughs> I think for next week, you have to watch that, and then we just have to talk about that episode. Right? Well, I'll and do I it. And I can watch it from the outfield. 
Yeah, there we go. That sounds good. We just watch baseball movies and critique them. Hey, this is becoming a baseball. Hey, that could be fun. Yeah, um, I'd be up for that, at least until minor league baseball right? starts. Yeah, something, some sort of baseball. Yeah, literally any kind of progress. God. And then I have um, another just quick one. I have Eight Men Out, which is about the Black Sox scandal where, you know, they were bribed to, you know, lose and the whole like idea of like, did Shoeless Joe Jackson cheat? Did he not cheat type thing? Man, Shoeless Joe Jackson, they always cast good looking dudes to play him. Not really sure what he looked like in real life, but. Uh, Can't imagine. I mean, he must be pretty happy. Like, you know, never is going to get into the Hall of Fame, but at least he has keeps on having hot people play him. Right. Exactly. You know, Field of Dreams. That movie is one of the movies that makes me cry every time I watch it, but it's not him playing really? catch at the end of it. It's always the scene where Moonlight Graham leaves the field and becomes old again. Yes, to save the daughter choking on the hot dog. That scene, oh. and like he turns back and um, Ray Liotta goes, hey kid, you were pretty good. That scene destroys me. <laughs> Absolutely destroys me. Oh, no, it is. That movie definitely tugs at the the heart. There's a couple other quick ones that I had on here, too. Um, did you ever see The Rookie with Dennis Quaid? I actually really like that movie. I like it, too. It's so cute. Yeah, like, I no, love it's... the idea of, like, this this man is just older. He thinks that he's had, you know, his, his career is older. And then all of a sudden he's refound this fastball. I mean, I, I love it. It's like. Well, it also really happened. Yeah, it did. It did totally really happen. And I think that's great. So, I, I mean, I really like that. And then there, Mr. 3000. <laughs> I like that one too. Bernie Mac, so fun. Bernie Mac, oh my god, what a what a treasure. I miss Bernie Mac so much. He was like, oh my god, he was he. uh. Yeah, he at least saw the White Sox win the World Series before he died. So I'm glad he was able to get that. But yeah, no, I I I, look, he loved that. Uh, You know, Angela Bassett looks as fantastic today as she did then. Uh, That ages in reverse. Uh, so that's one, oh, and then like I forgot about that one. That's a great movie. Oh, I, I I love that one. I have no shame about that one. And then um, I'd say like one to wrap it up. We can wrap it up with okay. our our team um, fever pitch. <laughs> of Drew I have a fever pitch story for you. I don't think it's that great, but hey, <laughs> I have a fever pitch story because pitch story. Uh, I was in 10th grade, and I grew up in, like, a suburb of Massachusetts, mm-hmm. of Boston. But I was going into the city because I did musical theater back then, and the place that I was, like, really doing it was, like, right smack dab in the middle of Boston. So we we're going out for our cast celebration, and we're trying to figure out what movie to go to see. Mm-hmm. And all the girls want to go see Fever Pitch. And I'm a little confused by this because it's a baseball movie, why do they all want to see this? Well, turns out it's barely qualifies as a baseball movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just a love story with the Red Sox kind of in the background. Yeah, kind of. And they just, like, throw in, like, a Jason Veritek cameo near the end of it. Um, yeah. But I remember seeing that and just thinking to myself, like, this is unrealistic. This guy is not from Boston, first of all, which is weird because he's played by Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy but, Fallon like, is, like, a Yankee fan in real life, so. Yes, I, 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 I just didn't, like get it i don't know it didn't feel like i mean it was also like sorry no red Sox fan is giving up their tickets i'm sorry like like they're they're not that nice no (laughs) yeah absolutely not so it's yeah it's it's whatever i mean they had to like rewrite it because we won the world series like that's kind of cool 
um, because like they had us losing, obviously, because up until then we lost all the time. Um, so like it got a it got a happy ending. <laughs> I have one note actually. I'm kind of curious about this with you. If you could make a baseball movie about anything that hasn't been made yet, what would it be, and who would the actors be? Oh, dude, I would like. I've always said that like. I don't know. I love Ken Griffey Jr. so much, and I feel like there's just so much about him that we don't know, too. So if you could just, like, sit down with Ken Griffey Jr. and, I don't know, make a make a movie about him, about his life. Because uh, there's even, like, he's come out and said that, like, he attempted suicide at one yeah, point. Yeah, when he was 18. Yeah, he... So, like, um... th- yeah, it's like, what is it? What was his mental health state and certain things like that? So just getting really into who Ken Griffey Jr. was and... Like how he dealt with the injuries and what that did to his mental health and how he, we could be talking about how this is the best player to ever play the game of baseball if it weren't for injuries. So I'd love to see like something about Ken Griffey Jr. for sure. I, I think that that's brilliant, actually. It's, uh, I, maybe we'll get that someday, too. I feel like be great. be quite an audience for it. I'd want to do a Ted Williams movie about like yeah, his, time during, his time during World yeah. War II would be like really, really interesting. Because he was like John Glenn's wig man, man and he like... You know, he was also in, like, the Fishing Hall of Fame and the Piloting Hall of Fame. And, like, just, like, an interesting guy who was, like, in some ways kind of like Mookie Betts, just in that he could probably have done a lot of other things if he wanted to. And then, like, the... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say what's more interesting, too, is that he is actually a Mexican-American. Yep. Like, (laughs) there's that as well. And Williams. Yep. And also just, like, the whole weirdness with his death and, like, them freezing his head, but oh not the God. rest of his body. And then, you you know, there's a sequel where he can be a cyborg. You can do sci-fi with that. You can right. do a lot of things, like, you sure, know, like Robo. There hasn't been one about him, like, truthfully. Yeah, no, there hasn't. And I, it's, it's just surprising to me because he's so popular. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just think about, like, these men that lost, like, he lost time to two wars. Yep, and still hit 521 home runs. Yeah, so what could could these players have been, you know, if they, you know, and like lost your prime too, some of yep. your prime to yep. serving your country. Like, crazy, crazy. But yeah, no, that'd be great. And now if I was to like cast somebody, I'd want like an unknown to play junior too. I love when people can find like unknown talent and sort of uplift that. So I think that's really cool. So I'd love to find somebody. The perfect person uh, has unfortunately passed away. I would have loved uh, Lee Thompson Young. I love him. I'm not familiar with him. Did you ever watch a famous Jet Jackson? I was like a kid. I didn't have Disney Channel. I was an oh, okay. kid. Um, yeah, so he was. that was one of the really good Disney ones. Uh, he played that, but he was on a TV show called Rizzoli and Isles. Um, but he unfortunately committed suicide a few years ago. So, um, yeah, didn't show up for set one day and everybody's like, well, something's going on. And yeah, unfortunately was dealing with, uh, depression, his own demons. Um, so yeah, I mean, just to find somebody to play junior, cause I mean, I just feel like there's just so much. And then the idea of like who his dad was and like his dad being a powerful figure within baseball and then being like the number one pick and sort of like living up to the number one pick, like is back to back home runs with his dad is is pretty amazing. Yeah, also. play yeah, like playing with his actual father. Like there's just so much about Junior. But then at the same time, when it comes to like biopics, I'm the kind of person that's like, sometimes biopics is like, okay, I do this, 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 and you're trying to fill so much of somebody's life. Whereas like some biopics that pick a point from someone's life and just focus on that moment work a little better. Something like uh, with Spencer works that way it just focused on this one moment from princess diana's life and they did this the same guy that also directed the one about um 
Jackie Kennedy focused on the aftermath of the assassination. Right. So it's like I to find like a moment from Junior that you could really focus on could be kind of also interesting too. Like, what is it like leading up to? What was his life leading up to about to hit six hundred? Like that'd be kind of interesting. Like that. I think it would also. I think it, it, there's one other thing with biopics too, though, which is that it's hard to do them when they're still alive. Yeah, yeah, true. Like the 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 social network did it well enough though, but the social network just didn't <laughs> yeah. give a shit either. They're like, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, like, yeah, like fuck Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, totally make uh, him out to be the villain because he is. Um, but yeah, so that's us sort of talking about baseball and just movies in general a little bit there too, and then our own disappointment with what's going on with MLB. Uh, so um, yeah, maybe next week we'll we'll just talk about you know that episode of The Simpsons that Ed was talking about. Yeah, or cool. we can do an Angels in the Outfield. We'll fi- we'll figure yeah. this out between weeks. Yeah, we'll come but, up with that. You know, I'm glad that we're still doing this and that we're still talking about it. Oh yeah. I, this stuff is like, I was just so bummed out after Thursday. I think like I came home to have dinner with my dad and he was just like, you seem really upset. And I was like, I am just sad, but, um, I don't know. There was something that my dad said that I think kind of helped me has, has kind of calmed me down a bit because I asked him like, what did you do during the 1994 strike? And he looks at, he thinks for a second and he's like, yeah, you were like four. I think your sister was nine. I didn't really follow it. I thought it was kind of stupid. So, you know, hung out with you guys instead. That was a lot more fun. Aww. And that kind of made me feel a little better about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that happened and it was a shit show. And Yeah, and there are things beyond baseball that we can we can find, but we do enjoy yeah. it and we want exactly. it back. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. It just is. I'm just impatient. <laughs> oh, 100%. I mean, I want my season. We all want our season. Because we love it. So hopefully there will be a season. Knock on wood. Um, But until then, we'll be chit-chatting about baseball in some capacity. So thank you once again for joining in with us. Adios.